Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And in probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get-out-of-the-casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Ned's profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Ned's profile is great, mate. Um you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a couple that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value, but uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Neds. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Declan, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. I'm great. How are you? You know, uh, as good as I can be, considering the circumstances, you know. Um, feel like my barber didn't do their best work on the weekend. Mate, I haven't even had the decency to comment positive or negative on your haircut. I know, and I'm quite aff- affronted, offended even, but <laughs> that's de- that's definitely not true. But I just, I don't know, I just don't think he has done his best work. Man, I think it's fine. Um, and I think you should be grateful that you can see a barber and ask for something other than just bick my head because some people aren't lucky enough to have a head of hair like you, mate. So actually, you know what? I'm going to turn this around. <laughs> I'm going to say that you're pretty ungrateful, mate. Well, and how dare you? How dare you blame your barber? Well, you might having hair. You might say that, but I actually think there's a little bit of receding happening here, but mm. definitely not like back, but it could be yeah, a disappearing front, you know? I've definitely receded 100% yeah. and I'm definitely thinning out, so it's just a matter of time. And for any of the drifters listening um, who know the appearance of my old man, Mick Jones, <laughs> yeah, Um He's got a barley head. He does. but So maybe I'm going to take after him. But I think he's a good-looking man. Of course That's he is, mate. Yeah, good stock. Yeah. You know. Um, but we're not here to talk about receding hairlines <laughs> and no. haircuts and appearances. We're here to talk about horse racing. You yes. went to the track again? How was that? Yeah, it was great, mate. Eagle Farm is great. Um, no issues with... <laughs> Viewing in the members area for the um, the finish line and and also the screen behind the finish line, it's it's much better there. So yeah, I had a great time, mate. It's fantastic. It was busy, you know. There's a buzz in the air. The winter carnival's officially started. It's going to get better and better and better over the coming weeks. You know, I was thinking last week, which we probably forgot to talk about, but I think sorry to hang shit on South Australian racing again, but we are. Yeah. Um, but I think they've actually adopted the same marketing team from Rugby Union Australia. Because, <laughs> you know, if if you weren't in the, say, 
the racing game. Mm. Like we talk about Group 1 racing here. So we know that South Australian Group 1 racing's up. Mate, Eagle Farm had a bigger turnout and a bigger launch and for their winter carnival. So the Brisbane BRC put on a better event than what they did down there. 100% they did, mate. <laughs> Is this a point of discussion now? <laughs> we stayed in the obvious for the rest of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I I agree. It's um, – I saw it's, Kieran McAvoy talking about our favourite boy, Marzu. Yep. Um, Chris Waller was – uh, at Eagle Farm on the weekend. He certainly wasn't at Morfordville. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He actually went to cross the border and they actually say to you, hey, mate, how much money do you have in your bank account? Because you have to be poor to enter this state. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. We can see by your teeth yeah. that you got a bit of you got a bit of cash. Uh, mate, how old are you? Oh, you know, I'm approaching 50. How do you still have your front teeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that's pretty normal back where I'm from. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, nah, yeah, sorry, can't let you in. No. Um, some might think we're being harsh. I think we're not being harsh enough because <laughs> <laughs> if I look at this coming weekend of racing, I think the South Australian Racing Club have gotten a bit spooked and they, they've done this months ago, right? Mm. So, it's like, oh, we we have a standalone Group One, but we need a bit of help. So they've rung up, they've rung up Queensland Racing, mm-hmm. the BRC, going like, "Can you help us out? Sure, we'll put on the Archer for you." Yep. So we've got a slot holder racing in Rockhampton. Oh, you know what? We'll make sure the Hollandale's on the same day. All right, done. So there's two meetings taken care of. Mm. Then they've ran, rang up PVL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they've got the coast going at Gosford as well. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So of the four feature races. Arguably, the Sangster is the one that I'm least interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an incredibly underwhelming affair. <laughs> incredibly underwhelming. Um, okay. I'm oh. unenthused by the Robert Sangster stakes. And like it, even during the week, right? The bull has been fantastic if you've been able to tune in drifters. Like, Love the bull. Like, I'm not a big fan of jumps racing uh, per se, but every single one of those jumps races this week, so today we're recording on Wednesday, so the Grand National is tomorrow. Mm. Um, but every single one has been a nose in it. It's been fantastic. Fantastic, and they tough it out, the horses. Yeah, tough. Absolutely. Um, love to see it. And at times you couldn't even hear Poor old Rick McIntosh because the crowd was that bloody loud. <laughs> oh, mate, it would be a stack of fun to go to the Bulls. Definitely on the bucket list. Uh, you know, you know it's not in the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> the Robert Sankster Stakes. If it were, if Robert Sankster Stakes was a stake, it'd be incredibly undercooked. Oh, or incredibly overcooked. Or incredibly overcooked. You've, ordered, you've ordered a nice, juicy, thick cut, medium rare. And you can't wait. You've got your peppercorn sauce on the side or mushroom sauce if you're Dan Hudson. And you're like, fucking hell, I can't wait to have this steak. And then it's a sizzle steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bloody chicken breast comes out. You're like, what's this? This isn't what I ordered. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. We don't serve steaks here in Adelaide. We just serve chicken breast because, you know, it's a bit underwhelming. No seasoning. No, no oh, sauce. Oh, God. Couldn't think of anything worse. Boiled boiled greens. Oh, God. Imagine that. I'm just picturing the driest meal possible. They forget your condiments. Sorry, mate. We've, we've, no we condiments. Actually, well, we 
No, you can order them and then they they go, oh, sorry, we actually – the chef – our sous chef is not in today. <laughs> we, we can't do the sauce. So we can't do the sauce. Um, no, you but ask, you still have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. No, you ask for the sauce. Um, they, they bring out your meal and doesn't have the sauce. You're like, okay, um, hey, sorry, you forgot my sauce. Can, like, can I go – can I have some sauce? And they're like, okay, cool, like – yeah, leave it with us, and they come back out, and they've got Tommy sauce in one, hand <laughs> and barbecue sauce in the other. And you're like, and you're like, oh, this doesn't really work with my um, chicken breast, which was actually supposed to be a steak. They're <laughs> like, oh, actually, um, oh, we do have some sweet chili sauce in the back. Let us, <laughs> let us just grab that. <laughs> and you're sitting there stumped. I am perplexed and stumped by this meal that's been presented to me. Which, you know, you had no choice. You had no say in the matter. You you assumed with a chicken breast, um, you know, you'd have some decent sauce to choose from. But they have absolutely nothing. No. Uh, so that's, that's the state of South Australian racing. And we offer no apologies for it because they've gotten themselves into this mess. They have. It's self-inflicted. Mate, this, what's the prize money for this race? <laughs> First place gets 275 grand. Oh, man, we were joking last week about the SA Derby could very well be the on the drift derby because we're multi-millionaires now. We could fund that. Mate, <laughs> do we just buy Adelaide? Do it's, we just buy South Australian racing? It's not out of the question. It's and, not. Their number one assets down there are the Crows and Port Adelaide. Yeah. It's, to be honest, they can keep them. Yeah, the showdown. That's all they got. Yeah, that's all they got. And the, oh, the Adelaide Oval's good, but the Redbacks are, red are not good. Their cricket team is no good. A dreadful team. Dreadful team. <laughs> so we'd have the On The Drift Oaks, yep. the On The Drift Derby, yep. the On The Drift Stakes, mm. and the good On The Drift Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is something that they say about the both of us. Hey, Chehu. Um, uh, so, look, I've actually I've perked myself up a little bit. I'm yeah. looking forward to the the first edition of the On the Drift Stakes. We just got to take it to our our loyal investors to see if this is something that we have to, you know, if, if they're interested in because you know it's piqued our interest. But I think when we, in the fullness of time, when we sit down and actually do the ones and zeros and checks and balances, I think you'll find that there's actually no value in yeah. us invest, investing in that state. I think it's more of a concern is presenting this to our sponsors and our sponsors just looking at us and going, are you two fucking kidding with SA Racing? We don't want to be associated with that. My God, what are you doing? <laughs> Boys, this is a waste of money. <laughs> Do you know what? Take every single uh, episode of your podcast that you've stored on a USB or hard drive, whatever, go to the toilet and flush it. Because that's what it's worth if you go on SA Racing. So that's the risk we're running. <laughs> that's the risk we are running. Oh, let's not let's idea. not tag anyone who has anything to do with SA Racing in any of these posts. I don't know. I'd like to see their response. Well, to be honest, if they're trying to come and um, you know have a go at us face to face, how long does it take for a horse to get to Queensland from South Australia? Because they don't have. Airplanes or cars or anything over there? Do they? I don't think horse, so. Horse and cart? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so you know we've got a few <laughs> months worth of travel before they actually greet us. Uh, isn't the gar the garn through there? The train? I think they still have rail travel. Okay, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's that's their most. So we just need to sabotage that, and we're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
There was a group one, believe it or not, um, the On the Drift Oaks last week. So The On the Drift Oaks, yeah. Glint of Hope, great story actually. It is a good story. Because uh, Natalie Trent Buston, Natalie Young. Yep. So Natalie Young of that training partnership actually has breast cancer. She does, I did yeah. not actually know before mm. the race. So it's for her and her connections, very stoked. That Unbelievable. That she won. Buckets more in the winner's circle yet again. Yep. Which was fantastic. Um, my whisper just might have been end of prep, maybe potentially. Um, it was her fifth or sixth run. Yeah, you look at uh, you look back through the form, and hindsight's a beautiful bloody thing. Mm. Uh, Glint of hope only just missed. Um, my whisper a couple runs back, it was carrying sixty one kegs, and my whisper was carrying like fifty six. Mm. So they've made it the weights a lot better. Uh, Glint of hope had no luck run before. So you look back at that form, and obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing, but. Yeah, I think I think end of prep's probably the the answer there. I think Jamie Carr d- gave it every chance, just mm. just couldn't charge over the top of him late. Only, yeah. only what, lost by what half a length. Oh yeah, it just you know couldn't wind him down. How long is the Morfittville straight three three hundred four hundred meters? Yeah, too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we look forward to the Sangster Stakes this weekend. So if anyone is actually wondering who what the format of this race, the last two winners are actually in the field, which is they are, yeah. unbelievable. But group one, two-year-olds and up, we actually did see a way game run in this a couple of years ago with like 47 kilos. That's right, yeah. Um, Phillies and Phillies mares, way for age, 1,200 metres. Last two winners are Instant Celebrity and Bella Vella. Mm, Bella Vella was at a big price from memory. About 40 bucks. Yep. And that was when she got turned in at sale for like 20 grand as a broodmare or she actually got sold as a broodmare mm. for 20 grand and she's no good, infertile, but basically. Then mm. they took her back to the track and she's won a group one, possibly even group two. Um, closing, closing in on a million bucks. How's that? Mate, you'd love it if you owned her. Um, but- it's an interesting field. September run could possibly have turned things around, but 450 with the good people at Neds, to me, to my eye, seems absolutely toxic odds for mine. What are your opinions? This is a toxic race. <laughs> toxic race. Where's the speed in this race? I know that's how you like to do your form. You like to look at, you know, Almost a race shape in your in your mind's eye. So I'm seeing this race and I'm seeing Bella Fella go forward. I'm seeing all banter go forward, away game from the inside rail go forward. I think Bella Nipotina will sit nicely. Bella Nipotina is coming from that group three Sapphire Stakes mm-hmm. uh, in Randwick on day two of the championships where she actually ran, ran really well. Um, I'm trying to delete a lot of that <laughs> form uh, out of my mind uh, on the heavy deck, but she's a versatile mare, Bill and Nipatina. But if you think September runs a bit of a non-winner, Bill and Nipatina's only won four and twenty-seven starts, mm, but she's she's been much way more consistent last twelve months. Way more consistent. Her last prep, she was running top three pretty much every start. Last twelve months, ten runs, three wins, two seconds, three yeah. thirds. So she's. Getting in the money 80% of the time. Yeah. Um, and she ran second to Jonka in the... Uh, Moya? Moya. Or the Manicado? Manicado. Yeah, the Manicado. And 
you know, I think I think her nearly winning that race is probably her at the peak of her powers, Bella mm. Patina. I think she's a a good group horse, can jag a group one in her career maybe if things go right and maybe if she comes across the right field. Would you argue then that a wait-for-age race against her own sex is the right field? I do. Um, I, te- I was looking through this field, right, mm. and – my go-to is, especially for Mez and Philly's age, is like or grade, is who's got the form around the boys. And the, the horse is September on. Yeah. I just can't have it. <laughs> I can't do it to myself. Craig's on board. He knows the horse well. Barry Five, perfect draw. Still can't do it. Can't do it to myself. Bella Nipotina, and there is a little bit of rain in um, uh, Adelaide this week as well. There is, yeah. So you could be – Good four could be around soft six. Yeah. I know. Soft six, I reckon, is safe ground. So, I Bella Nipotina was the horse I kept coming back to. Just a bit of a different form line from these. She's fourth up here. Way more consistent than what she used to be. Um, yeah, I think she's the horse to be. Johnny Allen is in terrific form. Yeah, look, I... I, I <coughs> I did sort of have a look at Bella Nipotina and, and, and yeah, look, I, I will admit if, if she's in the winner's stall at the end of this race, I, I wouldn't be overly surprised. If September run wasn't September run, I, I think she'd be a no-brainer mm. for most punters in this race. But she's September run, so a lot of punters are running away. Um, but, mate, I'm, I'm with her because if you look at her last two starts, she's running the new market. Weird race, but she ran third, mm. um, and she was strong. And then, and that was after not being able to, you know, find the winner's stall for ages. Mm. And she still ran in good time. And then in the Billy Reed Stakes, mate, sat off a really hot speed. Morabia mm. uh, charging out front comes to mind when she had the weight of a nation's cash on her back, Morabi. Um, and she. Got the job done there. She sort of just sat off the speed, probably just at midfield, um, and then sort of Craig peeled her out at the exact perfect time and then charged over the top of him late. I think that's the best form reference for this race. Mm. I, I do think so. Um, so, and, and I think a similar thing is going to happen here. I think Craig will get a nice sit from that barrier. There looks to be a stack of early speed in this race to my eye, and I think there'll be a lot of horses jostling for that sort of – um, front three and then probably the next three. And I'm thinking she might sort of slot herself in there, hopefully mm. one off the fence. And as they start to come around the bend, I think there's enough um, of a straight in Morfordville for, for her to, to really build up some speed. Mare's in form. Mare's in form. Chris Waller, I think she's the class horse in this race. $4.50 is toxic odds with Neds. Toxic. Don't touch it. But I just – there's nothing else here that, that really creates interest – for me, if I was to pick another horse, Argentia creates interest, but she's got a funny prep. She might be a sprinter. Yeah. She was the she was the other one I was looking at. But for me, her racing style is toxic. And and then you can say that for a lot of things in this race. You can yeah. say that about Shayu, you can say that about Brooklyn Hustle. Um September run, I think, gets back, but nowhere near as far back. She'll still be – she'll give them a sight coming around the corner. 
this prep she's been sitting midfield. Yeah. Which, um, and she sits back like nearly last in straight races, but you can afford to do that. Uh, that's what I liked about Bella Nipitina. She can sit on speed now and quicken off it. I think the – yeah, the th- there was three horses I was um, weighing up. Bella Nipitina is outlined. Argentia is outlined. Back to 1,200 metres, she might be just a sprinter because um, she didn't get the chockies done, albeit on what did look like on-speed biased races. Mm. Um, but she finished second to Barb Raider. Barb Raider's been – pretty consistent uh just out to you can't really have those form references because it's like over 2000 meters the other one was instant celebrity i think she was fantastic last start against bella bella like her out to the 1200 more than bella bella um here and she did sit a lot closer albeit in a six horse field i think she's much more dynamic when she's been far colder Barry 12, Buckets Maureen, the saddle again. And then also you have to chuck her into fourth because she'll be the flashing light as Brooklyn Hustle. <laughs> Jamie Carr on board, two rides on this man now, two, a win and a second. So she does know how to get her into the finish. So yeah, look, the blowout. Yeah, look, you know my thoughts on back markers. Um, I think <laughs> if they can sit close enough and there's enough speed up front, they'll get every chance. But – you know, September, September run will get a better run than them. Mm. So she's my on toppy, but I, I do admit Bella Nipotino is a great punt in this race. Lovely. All right, let's touch on the other features, I guess you could call them. So let's go to Gosford and touch on the coast because, you know, they've chucked a bit of cash at this. So 500K, 287,000 for first. I think our playboy gets the job done here. Form franked with Mr. Mozart. I agree. And, mate, great shout with Mr. Mozart last week. Um, tipping him on top, like I know, it was pretty short, but it was it was a really tough run and, and he, he responded when he was getting challenged. Yeah. There was obviously some deductions, but it was about 3, 3.30 or so yeah, on when, Wednesday yeah. when Marcus first went out. But I think there, was, there might have been like 20, 20% deductions or something, but – uh, yeah, our playboy looks the horse to beat here. Kiku is another one that gives me interest as well, but our playboy. Uh, what about – I want to save the Hollandale to last. So let's go to the Archer. Mm-hmm. I don't think this field's been finalised yet, or as in like the barriers and whatnot, but who do you like just out of this? Because slot holder race, great concept. Who do you like? I like Apache Chase in this, mate. I think um, he, he was really consistent last prep. Uh, he's running a Golden Eagle. Um, you know, he's running a lot of group races. And, yeah, I, I think I think they're aiming him at a, probably a Stradbroke, I'd imagine, mm-hmm. this prep. And he started the Stradbroke, what, six or seven bucks last year, I think, from memory. It was third, third line of betting maybe. I can't remember. Uh, so based on that, you would imagine that he should be able to get the job done here. Mm. Yeah. He he's he's I think there's three main chances in the race. Streets of Babylon, just mm. honest as the day is long. Yeah. Uh Pachi Chase's outline and Gemsong. I I'm a big fan of this horse, and he does not win out of turn though. Um <laughs> Dry Deck will be the big 
positive here. Mm. And Count Rupee, who he finished not far off, did win last start in Dooman. Uh, True. Eagle Farm, sorry. Yep. Um, so Gem Song back on top of the ground should be awfully hard to beat. Now the Hollandale. Think Zaki's a good chance in this race. <laughs> Man, he's the closest thing to a certainty you'll see on a race card, mate. <laughs> Nothing beats Zaki in this race. Ayrton, Colding. No. No way, mate. No way. We you said, and I agree with you, he's our best weight for age horse at the moment after that Queen Elizabeth run. Yeah. So the best rate waste. <laughs> <laughs> The best weight for age horse in the country, mm. especially over this sort of distance, $1.70 against these guys. Is this an election? Because I'm just seeing boxes being ticked. Oh, mate. $1.70 with Neds. I'm diving in big time. Give me an Olympic medal. That's how <laughs> good my dive in is going to be. Oh, look, I admit, I admit Eden's – I think Eden's going to be a pretty good horse. I think he's going to be a group one horse, Eden. Yeah. And um, he was tough first up winning that. But, man, he was a handicap. He was carrying 54 kilos. He should be beating those things, even if he is a bit underdone. Mm. Yeah. And carrying the same weight as Zaki, over 1,800 metres? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. I can't believe he's a dollar seventy. He should be winks like odds. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it's a good point you make. It's a very good point. If and this is a big if, there was a blowout in this race. She's been saved for a dry deck. I don't even know if she's going to get it down the Gold Coast. Uh, but numbers thirteen, hungry heart. Mm, absolutely but, goes in everything. But. <coughs> Don't know if we're going to get a super dry deck down the, down the Gold Coast. Soft seven at the moment. Yeah, she uh, just uh. she just piking on board for Bola, which you don't see often. Um, yeah, she just can't get. She's just hating it wet, hungry mm. heart, and you hate to see it. But, um, but yeah, I tend to agree. Zaki looks the horse to beat. <laughs> So I can't believe the price on him, mate. Dollar seventy. I can't believe that. Yeah. I know it's not. I know it's not black odds. It's yeah. red odds. But yeah. like, you put a hundred bucks on him, you're making seventy bucks responsibly. Responsibly, but it's better than bank interest, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ Almighty! Okay, I'm assuming he's your best of the day. <laughs> he's my best of the day, uh, Zaki. Dollar seven year with Neds, race eight, Gold Coast. Be there at B Square. I'll fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> um, my girl Gypsy's racing as well in the bracelet. Saw that. Um, what are your thoughts? Coming back to eighteen hundred meters. Yeah, I think she wins. I, I want to see if Honey Creeper bounces back though. I couldn't believe um, how good she looked in the yard because I was there. It's day two of the championships. And I was like, oh, I think this thing just wins. <laughs> Looking mm. at her in the yard, uh, that obviously didn't turn out. It was well, a, was it a backup from a heavy heavy ten into a or a heavy nine into a heavy ten? That's yeah. a lot for a young horse to take in. It's not that though. Like it was the pattern on the mm. day and the pattern too. Yeah. So I'm looking at her figures. She was second, uh, third last at the 800, and then she was 11th at the 400 hour 15, 
and then she finished off in six, only mm. f- five lengths off them. Like they weren't getting within QE of each other. So I think that's actually a pretty decent run. But I agree. What does that take out of a young horse? Um, and Gypsy's pattern is probably a bit more decent. So probably a sit and watch in my opinion. <laughs> so Gypsy's another bet for you. Yep. Um, look, I'm just having one one bet that I'm going to give out to the punters, and it's tomorrow at the Bull. <laughs> I want you to go to Warnable, race nine, the Warnable Cup. Now you have a very, very, very short favourite in Grand Slam who I think is extremely vulnerable for a couple of reasons. He's He's been a bit of a love and hate horse, this horse, in, on this podcast. I am not convinced against this company that he get, loves this distance. I think they've basically aimed him up at about 2,000 metres at Mooney Valley each time. Not sure he likes the heavy 10. Not convinced of that at all. There is a horse here that has been absolutely flying for Mike Maroney, and that's Nerve Not Verve. 440. Got 650 the other day. She's getting crunched in already. Mm. I think she's an outstanding bet. Who'd she beat last start? Oh, what's that? The Sydney Cup winner, Knight's Order. Tough horse. I think she gets the job done. I think she's a cracking bet. Thursday night BBs. Thursday afternoon BBs, rather. So when it rolls around to about, you know, 4 p.m. just before, make sure you're on, Drifters. Mm. Mm. And I tell you what, I'll be watching. Thanks. Mm. Oh, who's that down the bottom? Number 10. (laughs) (laughs) Constantinople. Link in bio. (laughs) Link in bio. Um, But, yeah, he might be back. I doubt it. Um, But, yeah. I think that's all we had, mate. Lovely, mate. The winter carnival is heating up. Um, I cannot wait. Mm. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening, Drifters. Uh, Group 1 Racing is in Brisbane next week. Bloody brilliant. I believe. I haven't got that wrong, have I? No, Doom and 10,000. Might be a week off or can't remember. No. Marzu next week. Oh. Marzu 10,000. Let's go. Marzu season. Thanks, Cheers. Drifters.